a podcast is recording and video soon to follow. What's up, everybody? It's Big John on Americana, the American way. Um, getting ready to have a two-day rainstorm here in Ohio. Going to be a, a wet one. What? Back in the dark, cigar smoke-filled room here. <laughs> I just realized you can see Christmas wrapping paper over my shoulder, but that's cool. It's been sitting there for uh, since Christmas, at least maybe last Christmas. Anyways, follow me on Twitter and get her at the real underscore Big John. Also on uh, all the podcast platforms like Spotify and Anchor.fm or the Anchor Podcast app and Rumble.com. It is called Americana, The American Way. And this is just insane. Which, dude, where's my country? A famed Michael Moore book that spoke out against the Bush administration. And uh, just being honest, I, I think now looking back, the Patriot Act, the uh, Department of Homeland Security uh, opened up a can of worms. And uh, I was warned about it. And we were all warned by conspiracy theorists and just regular people that this could get out of control. Um, honestly, you know, we already had Departments of Homeland Security. We have the NSA, National Security Alliance, Association, something. Anyways, NSA, Central Intelligence Agency, which monitors foreign threats to the United States, the Federal Bureau of Investigations, FBI, which goes after uh, criminals and such within the United States. So why did we need a Department of Homeland Security? Well, we were all living in fear after 9-11, September 11th, 2001. And a lot of things came out of that. The Patriot Act and the Department of Homeland Security, the two biggest. Now, there were some early victories of the Patriot Act and Department of Homeland Security, such as uh, there was a possible terror threat to the Brooklyn Bridge uh, in Fahrenheit, H-Y-P-E, Hype 9-11, Fahrenheit 9-11, which was the Republican rebuttal to Michael Moore's Fahrenheit 9-11. If I, did I mention Michael Moore wrote the book, Dude, Where's My Country? Also, because uh, I quoted that or used that term earlier in the podcast, I want to make sure I give even somebody I don't like such as Michael Moore, uh, cred where credit is due. What? That's how I feel right now. And I just heard now, uh, you know, Secretary Mayorkas has been all over the uh, Sunday morning talk shows, the 
the news networks saying, whoa, just chill, this new uh, disinformation governance board is not going to be a ministry of truth like Orwell's 1984, um, is not going to be uh, following regular Americans, it's not going to be spying on Americans, but it is going to be censoring free speech online. Uh, let me jump over here. The lady who is heading this, Nina Jankowicz, said in an interview that's on npr.org uh, I post a link in the description on Rumble and uh, I post her quote as well Nina Jankowicz says here and I shudder to think about free speech absolutists uh, this was way before she was appointed the uh, Ministry of Truth Cesar. Well, actually not really. This is posted on April 16th, 2022. But she's got a, a long history of this. She wrote a book a few years ago uh, about how women face more attacks or criticisms online than men do. I don't believe that to be true. But they fall, she followed in this book uh, women like Kamala Harris and how they're called, you know, the C word, the B word. Uh, it says here in this article, and I'll read you her quote uh, Nina Jankowitz is known for her research online disinformation and its effect on democracy. Her latest book called How to Be a Woman Online, it describes in disturbing detail the vastly disproportionate attacks women face compared to men when they try to have an online presence. And she's with us now. Tell us more, Nina Jankowitz. Welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. So I read a little too much into that, but you get the point. So How to Be a Woman Online is Nina Jankowitz's book. If you can find a free copy, read it. If you have to pay for it, do not. <laughs> Just don't. <laughs> don't give Nina Jankowitz your money. Uh, okay, so she says, And I, I shudder to think about free speech absolutists. We're talking, taking over more platforms. What... That would look like for the marginalized communities around the world. What are marginalized communities? It's because it changes every day. <laughs> what these liberals call marginalized communities. Uh, she goes on to say, which are already shouldering so much of this abuse. Really? More than Elon Musk is shouldering right now? Uh, more than Donald Trump shouldered? I mean, c 
come on. I think uh, memes, she brings up memes in her book and in this interview, they go both ways. I've seen just as many uh, that are against people I like as there are against the people I dislike. And most of them are humorous, not hateful. But let's read on here. Uh, already showing so much of this abuse, disproportionate amounts of this abuse, and re-traumatizing themselves as they try to protect themselves from it. You know, reporting, blocking, uh, et cartea, catera, pardon me, et catera. We need the platforms to do more, censor more. Hmm. And frankly, we need law enforcement and our legislators to do more as well. And, and in other countries, we're looking at this, you know, the United Kingdom has an online safety bill that is being considered right now where they're trying to make illegal this currently, quote, unlawful or awful but lawful content that exists online. What is awful but unlawful? I think that's a matter of opinion more than it can be put into law and interpreted by a judge. It is actually possible, believe it or not, in Britain, Great Britain, United Kingdom, England, whatever you want to call it, to be arrested and have to pay a fine for calling someone a bloke. That's uh, a British insult. Look it up. I honestly don't know what it means because I've heard it used um, as an insult and I've heard it used jokingly. Most famously, I remember from the Cab Calloway song, a bloke named Smokey who was kind of cokey. That's the first thing that comes to my mind when I hear the word bloke. But anyhow, uh, so here in Canada, our neighbors to the north, uh, freedom of expression in Canada is protected as a fundamental freedom by Section 2 of the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms. The Charter also permits the government to enforce reasonable limits. Hate speech, obscenity, obscenity excuse me, Biden moment, obscenity and defamation are common categories of restricted speech in Canada. What does that mean? Um, I was censored on Facebook and I appealed it when I posted a story about Elvis Presley, the king of rock and roll, who grew up poor. And he was so poor, he was not allowed in or on a rich person's property down south in his day. And he wanted to learn 
all he wanted to do was learn how to tune his guitar. The rich guy had, or somebody at the house, had to walk off of their property, sit on a curb, and teach Elvis to tune the guitar. That has nothing to do with free speech. It's just an interesting story. Uh, that Elvis Presley went on to be one of the richest rock stars of his time, uh, was not allowed on a rich person's property. And the title of the article that I got in trouble with Facebook for was called The Little White Trash Boy. Uh, and I think it was a Paul Harvey story, actually. Anyways, but I couldn't say white trash on Facebook. I got... It, the post got removed. I had to do an appeal. And, of course, I won my appeal because I ex explained to the censors it's a, a clickbait title, but it's got a happy ending to it. But that could be called hate speech. And in Great Britain, I could have been arrested and fined for that, and as well as Canada. And this is where our new Ministry of Truth, Cesar, Nina Jankowicz, is looking to get her policy from. We don't know how much authority this disinformation governance board is going to have, but we know that some of their friends in tech are saying, hey, we'll take things off of our... Apple Store, Google Store, um, Amazon. We'll take it down and shut it down. They did it to Parler. Parler was taken off of the Amazon servers when it started to get too big. Even though, if you look, there was more planning uh, for the January 6th riot or pro problems on Facebook. But Mark Zuckerberg's in good with all these people, so they won't censor his platform. But Nina Jankowicz wants the United States to consider anti-free speech or anti-free speech absolution laws like Canada and Great Britain are considering. There's a Wall Street op-ed, Wall Street Journal, pardon me, op-ed, uh, link in the description on Rumble, Trudeau threatens, or Trudeau, ah shit, Biden moment, sorry. Justin Trudeau attacks free speech again. The latest bill would outlaw detestation, but not humiliation. Canada believes in free speech, but not the way the U.S. does. The U.S. Supreme Court held hate speech laws unconstitutional in RAV versus St. Paul 1992, but its Canadian counterpart reached the opposite of conclusion two years earlier. Hate speech can be a crime or a civil offense here, and these laws have led to long, constant battles involving, uh, involving columnist Mark Stein, political activist Ezra Levant, and several 
pastors in Western Canada. So that would infringe on several things. Mark Stein is a uh, columnist, which means he's kind of a journalist, but he writes op-eds. So that would interfere with freedom of the press and free speech uh, if you censored him. Uh, political activist Ezra Levent, uh, if you censored someone like him, that would be a big interference with free speech because he speaks on... Uh, he's a political activist. Uh, several pastors in Western Canada. Well, that interferes with free speech and freedom of religion in the United States. Two stalwarts of our democracy, our fundamental foundations of these United States. <clears throat> From theweek.co.uk, they're talking about the hate speech versus free speech, the UK laws. There's a picture of a woman with aviator sunglasses and masking tape over her mouth. Swiss voters have backed a new law expanding anti-racist discrimination legislation to cover sexual orientation. The Swiss government passed a law that specifically protects LGBTQ plus people from discrimination or hate speech in December 2018, but an alliance of right-wing parties opposed the change and still sought a referendum to prove it or prevent it. That referendum was held Sunday with 63% of the public voting in favor of the new law. I wonder how many Americans would vote in favor of a law limiting what you can say about uh, LGBTQ plus people. They're, uh, what did Nina Jankowitz call them? Um, a marginalized community. They're they're. LGBTQ plus uh, is a marginalized community. So that referendum held on Sunday um, sought to frame it as a gagging law that interfered with the rights to free speech. When you pass these laws or these referendums, like a ballot initiative where we all vote on them, um, you run a risk of what is hate speech? When it kind of already is, the Holy Bible is already being criticized. It has been for years uh, because it talks about you know homosexuality being a sin. Uh, it's depending on what version you read. Uh, in Romans, it says something to the fact of something to the nature of it goes against the will of God to lay for mankind to lay with mankind the same way he lays with womankind <coughs> uh, modern translation it goes against the will of God for man to have sex with man as he has sex with a woman now you can take that however you want to. I frankly don't care who you lay down in bed with. 
that's your business but all I know is I like to lay down with women um, it's just very very scary that your government may be able to arrest you if, let's say you're walking down the street and somebody bumps you and you're like hey F you and there's a cop around the cop could arrest you for saying hey F it why'd you F and bump into me um, not being a perfect person the other day somebody ran me off in the road off the road in traffic and I stopped and yelled, hey, watch what the F you're doing. You almost ran me off the and road. And, I mean, I had to swerve to keep this guy from taking the front fender off my car. Um, and it just scared me and made me mad. And I did something I should not have done in cursing at the man. But should I have been arrested and fined for that? No. The guy apologized, I apologized, and I said, just be more effing careful, which was not a great apology, but I did throw the word, hey, I'm sorry, in there. Um, but, yeah, that was a, a bad move on my part, but it should not have been illegal, okay? The guy should not have been able to pull his cell phone out and say, hey, I almost ran, I ran somebody off the road, they had to swerve to keep me from crashing into their car, and then the guy cussed at me. Well, the police show up and give me a ticket? Uh, I mean, yeah, we have laws about obscenity, which I think should be illegal, uh, especially the way we throw swear words or forbidden words or cuss words or curse words around these days. Uh, in fact, a lot of countries, like Great or Ireland, they just swear. They use the C word like it's nothing. And it, to them, it's not a, a hateful, angry, mean word. It's just something they say. But in America, it's like, oh gosh, hey, you're going to burn in hell with Saddam Hussein and Satan if you say that. Now they want to make you uh, make it finable, a finable offense, maybe a jailable offense. You know, uh, even hate speech when the... Here's, here's another word I got in trouble on Facebook for. Cracker. I hate crackers. You know what that means? That's the inbred re people with missing teeth because their families are related. And before they're married, their mom and dad are cousins. Kind of like the British family. British royal family. Sorry, Britain. You're getting picked on a lot here. But... I used the word cracker on Facebook a few times and my uh, in my anger towards racist people and my my comment got censored uh, and I got in trouble I got in Facebook jail for like 24 hours for it I did it a couple times the second time I think I got like a week in Facebook jail and I even tried to like uh, censor the word and uh, this Nina, she says, you know, uh, to try and fool the artificial intelligence, people will, you know, say the C-word. 
C-W-O-R-D or they'll put an exclamation point where the I would be in the word B-I-T-C-H, bitch. Uh, and she wants to censor all these people when they try to fool the artificial intelligence or the, I guess you wouldn't call it an algorithm, the artificial intelligence sensor that automatically picks up on naughty words. Um, but it's going to go further than that. This is a woman who put out disinformation about the Russian uh, Steele dossier. And she looks at the author of the Steele dossier. Uh, I forget, Michael Steele might be his name. Anyways, she looks at him as a hero when that whole dossier was proven to be fictional. Uh, she looks at... Um, or pardon me, she put out disinformation about Hunter Biden's laptop. She herself has been a source of disinformation. The Hunter Biden laptop was confirmed from day one, but the Washington Post was censored for it. His signature is on a receipt from the laptop repair shop. The laptop repairman said that this man dropped this off. He has, you know, Hunter Biden's name and address and everything, phone number, all that, email address, all, everything that would confirm that this was dropped off by Hunter Biden at this laptop repair shop is right there. And people like Nina Jankowicz censored it, said that the article or the, yeah, the article by the Washington Post should be censored. It would have changed the election. 17% of Biden voters said they wouldn't have voted for Biden if they had known about the Hunter Biden laptop and known that it was fact that Biden had all these shady business deals through his son and that you know now it's coming out they shared a bank account. I'm not going to go into all that, but Nina Jankowicz herself has put out disinformation. The Steele dossier, the Hunter Biden laptop story. She said it was a Russian hoax. So this is what America's coming to, and it's very scary, very un-American. And it's going to get worse and worse. It's going to get worse. So goodbye. God bless you guys. Pray for each other. Um, In my neck of the woods, there was a, a shooting incident. Uh, a student shot himself at uh, the Lowellville, Low, Lowellville <laughs> uh, school today. So keep the students and parents and people in Lowellville, Ohio, in your prayers. Pray for Shanghai and Beijing as they're under. A fierce lockdown attack from their own government uh, and pray for each other pray for peace in the world God bless you guys have a great day I'll see you next time